If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Los mejores viajes. Nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCI US LLC. Welcome to Springboard, your virtual university. My name is Albert Okran, welcoming you on behalf of the Virtual Academic Board, chaired by Comfort. Springboard is your most inspirational show and the point of convergence for the greatest minds. Your virtual university is brought to you by the Springboard Ratio Foundation in partnership with the Multimedia Group and proudly sponsored by MTN Pulse, the enterprise group UMB Bank, with support from the graphic business. So, last week we had an incredibly good start to our conversation on my top 10 with Moses Baden, CEO of the Margins Group, sharing some very interesting thoughts about purpose, passion, lifelong learning, and the one many of you loved, the three principles of money. If you didn't watch that one, find it on Facebook, my YouTube page, Albert Okran, and subscribe while you are there. Today, we move from business to leadership, education, and particularly communication. And my guest for today, or our mentor for today, is perfectly placed with 30 years of experience to give us understanding, not just about her own life lessons, but the importance of communication and maybe a few tips we can put in our handbags, our wallets, our hats, and work with. Professor Audrey Gadipo is the Dean of the School of Information and Communication Studies 
at the University of Ghana. She wears several hats and works on several boards, including being the vice chair of the CDD. But I know her as my big sister and also a fellow of the African Leadership Initiative, West Africa, and the Aspen Global Institute, as well as a mentor who celebrated her 60th birthday recently. Congratulations, Prof. Thank you. I can't believe I'm 60. You know what? Let me just clap for you. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a blessing to celebrate life. I know. Isn't that the biggest gift? It is. I feel lucky. I feel privileged. Welcome to your virtual university. I know you lecture at a regular university, but this is the virtual university. And for the, for the record, our, our team says this is your third appearance, following after the first in April 2010 and then the second in October 2012. So you're back lecturing at the virtual university. Absolutely. And I, I can't help but comment that these days we are all lecturing virtually. You see? <laughs> so, so we took the lead and now the world is following us. Absolutely. So, Prof, in this series, we are trying to bring accomplished people from various fields and ask them to help us understand the top 10 principles of their lives. And in the process, use that to mentor a whole upcoming generation and provide them with a platform and the necessary tips to also live out their own dreams. Let's start with the importance of mentoring, this whole conversation about mentoring. How big is mentoring in the developmental process of the individual? I think it is crucial. And we do it in different ways. We may not define this as mentoring, but we mentor all the time. We are role modeled when we're in leadership without even realizing that we are somebody's role model. I have a little story to tell. I remember that one day I was in my house in Ligon and a gentleman came, knocked on my door with two little girls. And I didn't really know him. So he introduced himself, reminded me of who he was. And he says, I just want my little girls to meet you. Oh. I want them to be like you. And I think that's wonderful. And I get that in different places. My favorite was a long time ago, I came to national attention because I used to write a column Yes. in the Ghanaian Chronicle. Yes. And I also, very early on when radio, particularly Joy FM started, would be on shows and was seen as outspoken. So I guess I attracted a little bit of attention. So I, I wanted to mail something. And I realized I needed tape at the back to seal it because the envelope was not sealing properly. And then, you know, there are vendors there with tape and all of that. So I went to one of the women apologetically. Oh, sorry, can I just have a little bit of tape to tape the back of my... She said, you mm. want a little bit of tape? You can take the whole tape. <laughs> I named my daughter after you. Wow. And I'm like, well, I don't know this woman. And she named her daughter after me. So it, it just sort of reminds you that you may not know people, but your actions uh, are being watched and being role models. You're a role model, whether you like it or not. But I also think that we need to consciously mentor in what we do, knowing that if we think our jobs are important, then 
they need to be sustained. And we should know that we're not always going to be where we are. What's the next generation going to be like? In Eve, my mother used to say it all the time, which means nobody is a life tree. For the record, I studied Eve in Afro Stats, African study. Oh, really? First, Did you? I, I loved it. I, I, I learned a few phrases, but I couldn't sustain it. But I love it. Yes, yes. So with that in mind, we have to consciously make sure that we pull people along with us in the kinds of things we do. So, for example, teaching at the university, the courses that I teach and have taught for a long time, particularly I, I teach print journalism, for example. I, I used to teach a course, Media and Society, a course in Climate Change and Communication. So you have to worry about who is going to teach it if you're not here. I am consciously and have consciously gotten younger colleagues to be involved in teaching some of those courses. My gender courses, especially the young people, younger generations. So now some of those courses I no longer have to teach. Let's stay with the footprints. And I must say that especially in the early days when private media, Joy FM, private radio was coming forth. There was a big need for training, for coaching, and I recall the work that people like yourself, Kwekusichado, and Co. did just to bring people through and help them to appreciate the dynamics of it. But let me read you something that a mentee of yours wrote to celebrate you on your 60th birthday. We fished out something from Ivy Fofie, who said, when I asked Audrey to mentor me, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. She laughed and said, when people are running away from me, you want to be mentored. I've, however, never regretted being her mentee. Although it came with a lot of work, I have benefited far more than I have invested. Audrey has helped me chart my academic path. She saw my strengths and pushed me in the right direction. This is Ivy celebrating your mentoring and your, your guidance of her. You, you know Ivy? Yes, yes. She comes across as someone who's very grateful for your, your leadership. Yes. When I read what she had to say, I was really very touched. And, and at the same time, humbled. Because it reminded me that when you are a leader, when you are a teacher, people look up to you. And people record your little actions. And it means something to them. And it may be positive as IVs, but it also reminded me that some of my actions would be remembered as negative by others who may have not found it so beneficial, or even as human beings or as leaders, if you had done something a little thoughtlessly, you know, that's going to stay with the person. So that's the burden of leadership also, to be conscious of the fact that little things you do are big things to other people. Is leadership difficult? Leadership is difficult, but leadership is gratifying and very rewarding. And I have loads of stories about some of my students coming back in so many unexpected ways. A few years ago, uh, one of my former students who is now a big man, did his PhD and brought me a copy. And he had dedicated his PhD 
pieces to me. Wow. Because he did it on gender. He said, you taught me gender. And I remember him in my class one day, we were talking and he says, you know something? Me, I'm a proud Agomba Manu. I never thought that a woman could mentor a man. But I see you as my mentor. That, that's what brings you satisfaction, you know, and makes you conscious that you've got to be careful at the same time because you are impacting people in ways that you may not realize. Definitely, we'll go on to your top 10, but there's one thing I really, really have to get your perspective on. We've been studying for the past year or more. In fact, we've done quite a few years on tracking what the World Economic Forum and a number of very notable institutions have been saying about the world of work, where it is heading, the kind of skills needed. And there seems to be a general shift from a focus on technical abilities to soft skills. And at the center of this consistently is communication. How big or how indispensable is communication as an attribute for career success in any field of endeavor? Absolutely indispensable because we communicate all the time. And you're right, those are the soft skills one needs. And there's so many dimensions to communication these days, some even technologically linked. But let's just talk about the basics. How can you be successful in today's world if you don't know how to write properly and coherently and logically and clearly and in an engaging manner? If you were a salesperson, hmm, you'd have to make a pitch. How do you present that's communication. Present in ways that would engage your audience, but at the same time, present your ideas very quickly. Let's say you are engaging a busy person like you. You have three minutes. One of the things I teach in my classes and I love is a thesis presentations to students. And I say, look, you spend many, many hours, days, months, years, writing this poem. What are the core of your thesis? You should be able to tell somebody that this is what I did in three minutes. And there are competitions these days. The three-minute thesis competition because it allows you to distill your core ideas very quickly. Nobody has time these days. And I hear the short one is more difficult than, than the long one. Oh, yes. Because you, you have to compress your ideas. When I used to do my columns, I, I was conscious that I didn't want long columns because I wanted people to read from beginning to end. And, 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 and be involved. And Again, that's another um, whole conversation, how people react to my columns. Even today, uh, about two years ago, somebody met me and says, I have something for you. They gave me a copy of one of my columns that they've kept all this time that they love, you know. Have you thought about compiling them? Yes, I have. And I actually have the soft files. I just haven't gotten to the book. The next time you come on the virtual university, we'll be telling the world about that compilation because yes. we owe it to all of us. Yes, yes. Great. If you just join us, this is Professor Odrigajipo on my top 10. This is the second edition, just trying to distill the principles that govern her life. I know you are here for the top 10, but let's enjoy her a little. She's 60 years old. Do you know what that means? Big for us here at the virtual university because we celebrate achievement, we celebrate success, we celebrate principles and values worth emulating. Prof, you have no idea how highly we hold you on this platform. Today, we want to find out 
if somebody stood in front of you, like the man with his two daughters, and they had just 30 minutes of your time to find out what are the top 10 principles of your life, and they were writing down, what would be number one? Number one, I've already alluded to, is example. I think of it as example, not exhortation. You have to lead by example. You must do, and it must be reflected in your life. So being conscious of the fact that you are being watched is important because you've got to set the example. The second is integrity, and there's so much riding on integrity, and there's so much we can pack into that concept of integrity. You know, you've got to be trusted. You've got to be seen as credible. Your words must matter what you say. Your word is your honor. You know, especially for young people. That trusting relationship is so important in the world of work, but also in your personal relationships. And then self-awareness. I think self-awareness is critical because sometimes you have to look at yourself in the mirror and speak truth to yourself because that's the only way you can improve. Then reflection. You know, one of the things I love doing, I don't do it every morning. I do it often enough, many times a week, maybe in the morning, maybe in the evening, is walking. Because walking allows me to reflect on so many things. Perhaps I'm working on an article, a scholarly article, and I get insights when I reflect. Or perhaps I'm confronted by a problem, a challenge, and it allows me to reflect. I also think, and this is related to perhaps mentorship, letting others shine. You know, which means that you, you must be comfortable delegating some of what you do to others. If they don't do it well, you teach them and allow them, you know. But also building confidence in them by allowing them to do. Hold on. So we've done the first five principles. And mm-hmm. I tell you something, I have loads and loads of questions for you. Really, yeah? <laughs> I tell okay. you. I, I'm even trying to select my best out of your top five. And just when I say, this must be it, then you drop another one. I say, no, it's, it's rather this one. And then you, you ended on letting others shine, which I think is really so deep. I have a couple of questions. Let's start with example. Does a leader come under pressure, mindful that your life is not your own by virtue of the fact that people are watching you. Yes. It's inevitable. Even if you're not a public figure, in the office, your employees look up to you. And so you have to be that example of what it is you tell them you want them to do. So it's easy to tell people, and and even in our personal lives with our children, we tell them, don't do this, don't, do, don't be messy. But if we ourselves are messy, 
you know. It negates everything you see. Yes, it negates. But when they see you doing something, they emulate you. So, for example, your children see you going to work all the time, you're hardworking. It tells them something about hard work. Are you of the school of thought that says what we do teaches much more than what we see? Yes, absolutely. Is it tied then to integrity? Because you say we should not say and promulgate and highlight what we ourselves do not practice. That should definitely then be integrity. Yes. Now, you mentioned that for young people, this is even more critical. Why do you say so? Because the young people are looking up to you, whether, again, it's young people in your workplace or young people at home, they're looking up to you. And and these days, well, maybe we were smart, but I find children so, so smart, and they don't let you get away with anything. And so they're quite good at pointing out contradictions. They do it all the time. So you shouldn't contradict yourself. And the only way you don't contradict yourself is if you're true to yourself and set the example not just tell them not to do it. Just the contradiction. You talk about looking in the mirror, self-awareness. Is it possible for a person to live a life and believe that they are something and see themselves as the authority when in reality they literally are the very foundations or basics and have not made as much progress as they think they have? I think, yes, that's a human trait. And maybe we do that to protect ourselves. We have to believe in ourselves in order to do the things we do. And ego is is part of the problem sometimes. If your ego is big and you think that you know it all, you can do it all, and you're always right, it gets in the way of your own progress because others can see your failings, you cannot. The emperor has no clothes on, right? Because nobody can tell the emperor that he has no clothes on. And the emperor himself cannot see that he has no clothes on. Well, you brings me to my next question, Prof. Kajipu. So if the emperor, and in this case, let's bring it into our working sphere, let's bring it into our everyday life. So the person who is the political leader, the person who is the corporate leader, the person who is a lecturer, the person who is seen as the leader, has two classes of people around them One group is saying, you are the man, you are the woman, it's going fine. Others are saying, listen, check this, check this. There are issues. The people have concerns. It would seem that the one who says, yeah, yeah, everything is fine, will get much more of the year of the leader than that of the person who says, you don't have clothes on. How does personal reflection help cure this tendency to lean towards those who are saying, yeah, you're on the right course? It's who you surround yourself with. Do you actually trust the psychophants? Because as for psychophancy, it's always going to be a challenge, although you won't see it as a challenge. You see it as people believing in your vision, saying that you're on the right path, and maybe you are. But then if you recognize the fact that as a human being, you can't know it all, you have frailties, then you have to worry about always being given good news. 
And I think a lot of leaders, particularly political leaders, fall into that trap. And when they are out of power, they would reflect and say, I didn't realize this is how people felt about this situation or how bad things were or how ordinary people uh, were suffering because the people surrounding them shielded them from the reality. So you've got to reflect yourself. You've got to, to carve out moments where you can walk, um, be by yourself, go into yourself. And like I said, it's painful, but say, yeah, maybe I should have done this better. What this guy said to me was a bit hurtful, but there was some truth in it. And when you come to that point, what do you do? Do you rewind? Do you, do you make amends? Do you call that person and say, you know what, you are right? Should a leader do that? I think so. And it, it, do, it doesn't make you less of a, a leader. And I think that you gain respect from the people that you're leading, except that in multi-party politics. Unfortunately, there seems to be no room for leaders to say, we made a mistake, therefore we're going to change course because they are afraid that their political opponents will then seize on it and use it against them. And therefore it becomes a bit of a vicious cycle, doesn't it? There seems to be a need to make some changes to the way we govern our lives if we want to build the good society that we dream about. Prof, I would ask you a question about the faith one, letting others shine. It would seem to fly in the face of the way the world is headed these days. There seems to be a clamor for branding, show yourself forth, stand in the, in, in the limelight, let the cameras be on you. Just letting others shine sounds like a different philosophy from what the world seems to promote. What would you say to that? Well, your starting point was how do we mentor? And so if you want to mentor, you have to sometimes thrust your mentee into the limelight so that they gain confidence, so that they learn to do the things, so that they take some of the credit, which in fact they probably deserve because leaders work in teams, except that a lot of the time it's the leader that has the limelight. But there's a whole team around the leader, making the leader look good. And you the know? more they look good, the, the, the better the, the leader looks. Would that be your thesis? Yes. Great. If they look good, the leader looks good. The leader, come back to my starting point, the leader also must recognize that we need to replicate ourselves in a certain sense. Not through reproduction, but through mentoring so that there are others. I mean, imagine if we have great leaders who replicate themselves. It means when it comes to governance, there are just so many capable people that can, can handle different aspects of our life rather than saying, we can't find anybody. We love saying we can't find anybody. And there was more conscious effort yes. at raising generations. Yes. I'll Look at our top political leaders, not just in Ghana, but in other parts of Africa, who have been in power a long time. What do we hear people's reasoning? That we can't find anybody to replace this person. If this person is no longer here, the country would disintegrate. Why is that? 
I'll tell you why number four will be my favorite for personal reasons. You mentioned reflection. And among other things, there's a word you use that I find very attractive. You said mental space. Find a time when you are with yourself and you can really think outside all the razzmatazz, all the noise of life. And I'll tell you what, two of my best writing efforts have been up there in the sky in planes where there's no conversation mm-hmm. and just sitting by yourself. And I remember writing a book, The More You Know, The Better It Gets, on a flight from South Africa to Ghana. It remains one of my best because up there in the skies with no conversation and just just by yourself. Some yes. thoughts that came to me were quite, if I may say so, divinely inspired. I know. I know. I, I like the fact that it says thoughts just come to you and be like, where did this come from? And I think it's because you have allowed your mind to, in a certain sense, cut out a lot of the distractions and you have clarity. Mm. You're focused on that one thing because it's really hard to keep your focus when so many other things are happening around you. But you're focused on that one activity and, and your mind responds, you know? This is Springboard Virtual University, and today we have the privilege of hosting Professor Odrigadipo, who is sharing with us her top 10 principles of her life. And if you just joined us, number one is example, number two is integrity, number three is self-awareness, number four is reflection, and number five, that beautiful one, let others shine. Let's go for a break, and when we come back, we'll find out the remaining five. But before we go on the break, let me tell you why Springboard is not just about learning, but also about fun and about winning. And so in the recent Springboard Roadshow, somebody won on the Enterprise Group Wow Moment a brand new laptop. A student, guess what, in communications at the Ghana Institute of Journalism, won a brand new laptop to help with his learning. Also, we had two winners on the UMB Speed Up Wow Moment. One person winning a 1,500 Ghana CDs and the second person winning a 1,000 just for participating in a learning activity. Now, we have another one for you coming up. And this one, from next week, we're going to announce winners for five wow moments just for listening and participating in a learning activity. And so the MTN Pulse Wow Moment is your opportunity. And to win that one, just download the MTN Pulse app and mashup, and then find 10 people you love who would also download and mashup, and then email your name and phone number to us, along with the names of those who have signed up to the app. Send it to info at springboard.com.gh or WhatsApp it to 024-99-99555. And that's simply that. From next week, we'll announce one winner a week, and each winner would win for the purposes of your own communication, learning, and development, a thousand Ghana CDs of airtime or data. And that's probably about two years of your communication needs sorted out, courtesy of MTN Pulse. So just go ahead and download the app and let's have a great time together as we celebrate the wow moment for somebody starting from next week. Let me cross over to my colleague, Nicole, who's learning from Professor Gajibo today. And she will share with us the data is king segment. Today, looking at one of the values that is so critical, and that is respect. Nicole, what do you have for us today? Respect. 
According to a research by Christian Pott, a business professor at Georgetown University and co-author of The Cost of Bad Behavior, 66% of employees who feel disrespected cut back their efforts and 80% lose work time due to worry. On the other hand, employees who feel respected are healthier, more focused, more engaged, and stick with the company. Christian Paul suggests the following steps to demonstrate respect towards others. One, show appreciation. Thank people for their contribution. Two, listen. Pay attention when colleagues are talking. Three, acknowledge others. Four, humbly ask questions. Five, which is the last but not the least, smile. So our question for today is, what new habits would you take on today to make your colleagues feel respected and appreciated? Hi, this is Albert and I have some great news for you. Here's one more way to matriculate and graduate every single week. Your favorite inspirational program, Springboard Virtual University, now airs on Joy Prime on your multi-TV at DSTV Channel 281 every single week. Join us this and every Friday from 5 p.m. till 6 p.m. as we explore different subjects and our theme for the year, repositioning. Springboard Adventure University will therefore now be on Joy FM, Facebook, and YouTube every Sunday at 7 p.m. and on Joy Prime from 5 p.m. till 6 p.m. every Friday. Springboard is brought to you by the Springboard Ratio Foundation in partnership with the Multimedia Group and proudly sponsored by MTN, UMB Bank, the enterprise group with support from the graphic business. Springboard, your personal values will shoot up. be left out. Download the MTN Pulse app from the App Store or Play Store to mash up all day every day. You can also enjoy more mashup. Just buy the new Mega Bundle and get 3 gigabytes data, extra 400 megabytes for your social apps and free MTN to MTN calls every Monday. So just go ahead, feel the pulse on MTN Pulse. Just be we're good together everywhere you go. From Trotro Passenger to Tier Robber Car Owner. At Enterprise, we take care of life's uncertainties so you are free to make your dreams a reality. Dream big with us. Enterprise, your advantage. was established in 1972 as the premier bank for the corporate and private sector in Ghana. From our very beginning, as the only Ghanaian bank serving all categories of businesses, we set a standard for excellence and innovation over the past 45 years. We've built a financially healthy and strong bank, demonstrated our commitment to our customers and to growing businesses, and exhibited originality and innovation at every turn. At UMB, our focus is built around people, service, products, and technology. These are the key to our present success and our future triumphs. At UMB, we are poised to make a difference not only with our customers, but also in the banking industry. We invite you to share in our future. Our future starts now with you. From football fan to football star. 
At Enterprise, we take care of life's uncertainties, so you're free to make your dreams a reality. Dream big with us. Enterprise, your advantage. Welcome back to Springboard, your virtual university, and to this conversation with the great Professor Odriga Dipu about the key learnings of your life. And we've so far gleaned number one, example, number two, integrity, number three, self-awareness, number four, reflection, and number five, letting others shine. You've given us five lessons about life, but when you finish, I'm going to show you what Elon Musk has said and what business leaders have said on the same conversation that we are having. And maybe next week I'll bring on the thoughts of Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, just so people know that it is regular practice to get achievers to share their top 10 all over the world. Let's go to your number six. I totally agree with the point she shared about how people feel. So, of course, you've got to be respectful to them so they know they're valued. And sometimes when you're a leader and when people who work for you make mistakes, we can lose our cool, particularly if they do it repeatedly. Again, you go back to being a little self-aware and work on that because they have to feel valued and therefore appreciation becomes very, very important. It's not only criticizing what they do, you, you need to give them feedback and some of the feedback would be negative if they're doing something wrong, but it's equally important to let them feel appreciated by giving them positive feedback. And I think you can find it. You can find it in little things that they do. Because sometimes people are not such great students, but th- th- there is something that they've done that is right. So from time to time, you affirm them. People like to be affirmed. And then you've got to listen to people and be tolerant of divergent ideas. I think that we who teach learn to to do that, have to do that. You ask a question and you allow students to express. Even though you want to bring them to a particular point, you have to validate, okay, so that's interesting, but I'm not quite sure that's what the argument is and that sort of thing. So respect is an important one. Number seven? Courage. I like the way you said it. The tone of your voice even changed when you said it. Courage. You know? Jack Walsh makes a lot of noise about Jack Walsh, former CEO of General Electric. Yes. He said straight up that courage was his number one value. Okay. And he chose to reclassify courage as candor. Candor, eh? Interesting. I wouldn't have thought that. He, he chose that, that slight tilt to okay. it, but he just kept emphasizing courage. Why is it so big? Uh, courage means you have to be decisive. Okay. You have to be willing to be unpopular. You have to be willing to speak up even if you know that there'll be consequences. You, you have to be willing to articulate positions that other people may find not cool. That's a conservative way of describing it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, defend your position. You know, and sometimes there's, there's a price to pay for courage because sometimes you're going against the grain. And sometimes when that happens to me, I say, well, one day they'll come to me. That tilt to it, being willing to speak up and to say what may be unpopular, must have been what Jack Walsh was referring to, being brutally frank 
-hmm. about issues, even if the whole world seems to be leaning in a particular direction. Yes. Again, do you find that in our, our part of the world, we've been socialized to be conformist in our communication? Would that, would that be a good description, that there's a general trend towards saying what everybody would like to hear, rather than saying what is the hard truth? Yes, especially if you think that's what your boss wants to hear, the leader wants to hear. So again, if you are leading, you should be conscious of the fact that if you want ideas around the table, don't let on about yours. Because if you do, people will try to conform to it. So we are, we are conformist, we are conservative, but also we, we like consensus, and consensus can be a positive thing, but it can also be negative because wow. it forces us to agree on things, to, to maintain the harmony, even when we think that it's not good. Th that, that consensus can be very devastating when you need to make decisions about wrongdoing, particularly for the vulnerable. So you're saying that we should allow sometimes coming to a point where we agree to disagree, that, listen, I'm very, very strong on what I believe, and no matter what anyone says. I'm not going to be a part of this decision that ultimately wants to maintain a status quo, because in this moment, we should challenge the status quo. And That's the only to walk. way we can transform. Are you saying people should be willing to walk if it comes to that point? Yes. Wow. Yes. This is Springboard, your virtual university. In, in news, they call this a breaking point moment where Prof. Gadifo is saying that you must be courageous and be decisive. And even if it means the point you believe in so much, especially if it means affecting the vulnerable, it's not shared by people on that board, that committee, that group making that decision. Stand for what you believe, even if it means working out or not being part of it. Take a stand for what you know is right. What will be your number eight? Empathy. Empathy. It's interesting to talk about courage with a very strong voice and empathy. Is that part of communication? Perhaps, because empathy... You don't see empathy with a very big voice. I know, because empathy requires being a gentler you. Recognizing that you're privileged, but not everybody is in the same position. And being able sometimes to understand where people are coming from, particularly when they're challenged or in trouble, because it's very easy for us to get on our high horse. But empathy suggests that you are much more sympathetic, you are able to rotate, walk in the person's shoes and say, you know, I... I, I can understand. Uh, I, I see why. I may not agree, but I see why. Empathy helps us also to arrive at fair decisions, compassionate decisions when we need to. It would seem that without that kind of skill, attribute, ability, certain kinds of positions, you cannot succeed without empathy. Yes. I should think so. Yes. Let's go to number nine. 
Number nine is humility. Why is that important? It's time to self-awareness and reflection. I think humility is also part of it. Uh, recognizing that there's a stronger force outside of yourself. You know? So if you're a Christian, it's, it's God. If you are spiritual, it's a larger universe. And you're part of that universe. You're a tiny part of that universe. And, and I think it's important because as you become more successful and you're validated because you do certain things well and therefore you're rewarded for it, it's easy to think it's on your own account. A large part of it is because you're working hard, you're doing the right things, you're learning from your mistakes. But also part of it is, 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 I like the word grace, isn't it? There's some percentage you can never account for. Grace. How big is that percentage? I don't know, it's but huge. it's big. We, we, we didn't choose where we'll be born into. So I am born to parents who enabled me to do certain things, who gave me a certain kind of education. There may be other people who will get that education even if they came through the school of hard knocks. But there's a huge percentage who won't simply because of who they were born to. So recognizing that you're privileged. I, I feel very privileged. It doesn't mean you won't have challenges. We all have challenges and we need to work on ourselves and all of that. We are grateful. But we're grateful and we count our blessings. Amen. I love that part, counting your blessings. One of the blessings I, I want to count is the 10th principle. Communication. Oh, wonderful. What a way to end it. Of course. Tell us about communication, we Prof. back to communication, which is essential to our being as human beings right from when we are born to the end of our lives, I suppose. And we communicate in so many different ways. And, you know, when you started the program, we are in masks. But I'm sure people would see you smiling. Absolutely. Your eyes when I told, were when I told about your smiling. Yes. I said, this guy, is, is, he's enjoying what he, he does. You communicated something to me. So we have to be conscious about how we communicate, not just verbally, but non-verbally. All the time. In fact, they say non-verbal is even more important than verbal. Even what we're wearing can communicate something to people. Uh, the way our hair is, you know. And it happens all of the time. I tell the story about, I used to go to my uncle's house. He was a chief executive. And I would drive there often in the morning on my way to work, chit-chat with him. Maybe sometimes we'll have breakfast, go off. Then one day I decided to walk. And of course, I was in a T-shirt. And, and when I got to the gate, the gate man was very rough with me until he recognized who I was, you know. And I said, just the change in my clothes changed his attitude towards Absolutely. me. Absolutely. And that's why, of course, if you're interviewing, you've got to dress a particular way. Because it communicates. Yes, because it communicates. And you may not be allowed to explain why it is that you're dressed in this way, but you're, what, how you dress communicates. Even your shoes communicate. Wow. And studies have shown that people who are well-spoken are seen as more credible. That's why con people 
uh, are successful, they can talk a good game. So you, you need to talk well. You need to talk well. You need to well. learn. Yes. And, and be deliberate about it. Yes. And Prof, so you know it's not good when people say, oh, English is not our first language and therefore it's the language of you're communicating in. So you better communicate well in that language. Talking of which, I, I got fascinated by this man from Jordan, and he's become one of my big role models in communication. This man from Jordan called Professor Nido Kubeng, who came to America, didn't know any English, and he was asked what he would like to become in the future, and he said he wanted to become a public speaker. Mm -hmm. And it was funny, but one day when he became the president of the American Speaker Association, and he opened his own university, he was asked how he learned the language, and he says, I knew I had a huge deficit, so every week I'll write 10 words a day on cards with their meanings and memorize 10 words a day for six days a week, mm -hmm. 60 words. And then on the seventh day, revise all the 60 and start again the next week. And wow. he says, he, he was calculating how many words he added to his vocabulary a year. And the man speaks so well. Mm -hmm. And yet he came to America with no English. I guess it's possible. Can I just add to that, because it's so important. That's why we say you cannot communicate well if you refuse to read also. So in a certain sense, your story reminds me of the importance of reading if you want to improve your language skills. Reading. You've got to read and read and read. What must you read? Oh, read anything, but from fiction to faction, so biographies, biographies are inspiring. I love biographies. You can read motivational stuff, but I think a good read. I love fiction. These days, there are just such wonderful writers out there. And so read, but also you can read articles, newspaper articles, features, and that sort of thing. Read anything. It opens up your world. Wonderful. Let me bring on Nicole for the last question for today. What, time flies when you're in good company, but Nicole has been listening to you intensely. Nicole, before you ask a question, you're too ready. Let me, yeah, let me just ask you, of the 10, let me give you a, a difficult one. Of the 10, example 1, integrity 2, self-awareness 3, reflection 4, letting others shine 5, respect 6, 7, courage 8, empathy 9, humility and 10, communication. Which one will be in that your notebook as your favorite? Respect. Because you, you wrote a whole article on it. No. <laughs> because it's very, very important. How you relate with other people is very, very key. Communication, um, human relations is important when it comes to communication. If you don't, like she encountered the gate man, if he saw her, whether properly dressed or not properly dressed, he should have been nice to her. He didn't have to know who she was before he had to treat her well. People have lost their jobs by being, being rude to somebody and find out later that that person is the most important person right. they need to relate to. You have a chance to ask Prof the closing question for today. What would it be? Prof, you have trained a lot of people in the field of communication studies who have gone on to end their PhDs as well as had the opportunity to work with you. As someone on the same path, what is the one thing that you tell me to make me exceptional? Ooh, is there one thing that will make you... Okay, yes, hard work. Okay. Don't be afraid of hard work. It pays. It's almost so simple that you, you, you could forget it. But yes. you're saying don't be afraid of hard work. Why? It pays. Everything you do prepares you or adds to your knowledge, to your experience, you know? 
so nothing is quite useless as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. No, no, nothing is quite useless. You will come back to it one day. And as they say, hard work never killed anybody. I mean, what does hard work mean? It, it means, for example, if you are given something to do, you do it properly. You put in a lot more effort. Don't go for the low-hanging fruit. Try and say, I, I'm going to impress. Reverend gives you what seems very simple, but put in a lot more effort, and it shows. You've delivered more than he expected. So you're not afraid of hard work? No, not at all. If it takes 10 hours, you'll do it. Prof, let me give you, before you give us your closing thoughts, the thoughts of Elon Musk, who I'm sure many young people can relate to, because he discovered or he created a Tesla car and a lot of, he goes to space and does all kinds of crazy things. So Elon Musk, they definitely will know. So Elon Musk was asked, what was the one thing that is critical? And he says, hire great people. Hire great people, yes. He says, yes. if you're looking for young people, hire people who are, who are great. Yes. And it will make a difference. Yes. Warren Buffett gave his list of 10 things. And number one, he says, love what you do. Passion. 195 global leaders were asked to rate 74 qualities. And guess what? The first one they raised was strong ethics. That comes to integrity. Prof, we could stay here for hours on end because it's just a wonderful privilege to have a conversation with you. But as you sign off, what would be the one thing that you want to leave with our viewers and our listeners? We as Springboard celebrate you for your achievements as a leader, a teacher, a communicator, and a mentor. But what would you say to your, your mentees listening all across the world? One thing to close Keep on trying, no matter how difficult, no matter how challenging, no matter how many times you fail, keep on trying. What can I say? We'll keep on trying with the virtual university as we bring you episode after episode, just bringing light into your lives at home. And I want to say a big thank you to Prof. Gajipu and congratulate you once again for 60 years of leadership. And may the next 60 years be even more fruitful. And may that smile continue to be on your face. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Wonderful. Thank you for having me. It's been an enjoyable conversation. Thank you so much. Nice meeting you, Nicole. <laughs> Nicole, you won't sleep tonight. I tell you, even me, I won't sleep because you're happy. <laughs> so you are there joining us on social media. Let us know which of the top 10 attributes that prof shared is your favorite. And just in case you didn't write them down, I like notes, so I can give it to you over and over again. So the top 10 attributes of Professor Gajipo, example one, integrity two, self-awareness three, reflection four, letting others shine five, respect six, courage seven, empathy eight, humility nine, and communication ten. Which is your favorite Let's vote on social media and keep the conversation going as we draw many more people into this big experience. In the meantime, my name is Albert Okran. Until we come your way again next week with another big conversation about my top 10, let me say God bless you, God bless you, and God bless you. We are out.
change, turn around. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Escuchas ese rugido Sientes la experiencia de poder La emoción de la libertad Ya estás preparado Para vivir tu nueva aventura Nueva Ram 1500 Hecha para vivir Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC
Hello, this is Morris, and I say keep on listening to Joy 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 Los viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.